Your right to mead shall not be infringed. <laughs> yes, there we go. Okay, I'm done. No step I'm on done. mead. Okay, let's let's kick this thing off. Let's do this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and all you sunglass-wearing weirdos, welcome to the Black Tower Podcast, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am one of your probably insane hosts, Daniel, your Amon Khan Mahal. I wave the flags and sing the songs. I'm one of your definitely not sane, but maybe insane, but some kind of sane that's not normal sane. Was Wait, Andrew. are you inflammable? <laughs> are yeah. you inflammable or are Absolute, you absolutely. absolutely. And you all probably know me, but wish you didn't. I'm mostly right, right now, not kinda. sane <laughs> at all. You're Soravon Mahale, Josh... And we're ready to kick off another episode. But wait. Yes, we are. There's more. Wait, there's more. Well, before we get to the more, uh, we definitely want to see all of you at Evermore Park <laughs> in Utah. Uh, we are getting together in October for our annual get-together called The Gathering Madness. It is the podcast's birthday celebration that we get uh, to celebrate every year. This year it is on the 13th, 14th, 15th, or 14th, 15th, 16th. 13th. It's Friday the 13th. Yeah, that's and right. You know what? I'm um, going to drop the bomb right now. Friday night, the meetup is happening at We Geek Together Geeky Gaming Tavern at the Provo Mall, like 10 minutes away from Evermore. Uh, y'all go check them out on TikTok. It's so cool, such a cool nice. shop, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. You guys, are gonna... oh god, that's bright. <laughs> that's what happens when ah. you take your sunglasses off okay. inside. Ah. Your future must be bright. 13, Indeed. 14, and 15. Excellent, definitely. You want to be there, uh, as uh, Josh stated, we are actually not going to, are we going to be at Evermore on Friday? We, don't we will not, not be plans. at Evermore on Friday. That's right. Evermore is uh, Saturday. That's what I thought. Everyone, come on in Friday. Uh, whatever time you get there, we'll be over at the Provo Mall at the uh, at the meetup that night. Um, we do want everybody to know that Utah is kind of a dry, strange place. Um, so we are not likely to have alcohol at that particular meetup on Friday. We may go out for drinks afterwards. Um, but Pause. we are... Daniel, they cannot hear you in the Discord. What? Oh, yeah. No flashy light. Mr. Daniel, you Weird. are not lighting See, up. He's actually uh, putting out to the Discord, but if you're not hearing him, you're not at the Patreon level that unlocks Daniel's voice. <laughs> God, can you imagine? <laughs> this, this player has been not been unlocked 
purchase DLC. <laughs> All right, uh, Roof Mistress, Dino, Smack. Yeah, do any of now. you hear me now? Oh, you should be able to see the yeah. light. You should be good now. All right, uh, I'm getting Let's a point that out down now. I appreciate okay, it. Okay, cool. Yes, thank you very much. That would have been sad for the whole episode. <laughs> My God, there's just these like five minute long quiet parts. <laughs> What is happening? Oh, Daniel's talking. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Friday, there will be no alcohol, uh, as a matter of fact, at, at the, the week together. Store. Yes. At the gaming but, store, yes. Yeah, But depending on time and desire, we may go grab like one or two drinks afterwards. Uh, so by all means, if you don't want to be around alcohol, but you still want to come and hang mm -hmm. out, that is a good window to do so. Absolutely. Um, this this will and, be the uh, family friendly portion of the gathering. Eh, yes, eh. I mean there really isn't a family friendly portion. But as if family, it's friendly be family as friendly, it gets. that's when it's going to yeah. be. Uh, so, but then we are going to Evermore Park on Saturday. We are actually there uh, alone, sort of. I mean, not like alone, alone. Um, but the park is all ours, if you will, uh, from eleven to five, eleven to four. Four. 11-4. And then they open in earnest, uh, and we will probably go across the street, uh, have some lunch or something, and then go back to the park once they are open, uh, and then you will have your full gamut of activities uh, that they offer. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we highly encourage anyone who can make it to come. Um, and then Sunday, we will probably have some, you know, fun hotel-like lobby events, uh, just to get together while people make their way back to their homesteads. Uh, and then we will watch party, you know, yes, that's also happening. The watch party is on Sunday. So come down, have a great time. We are really, really, really excited about this year. I know that we are kind of just generally excited about every year. Cause we like to see each other and we like to see you guys. And it's just another <laughs> out of context. Like we're right. excited about every year. Like, Hey, next year's 2024. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, excited. We but know yeah. you're if you're listening, you're already sold. You're already booking your tickets and your room because there is a room block. Make sure you check that out. Uh on the website towerpod.com slash TGM uh for all the details and the link to the block. I've got my hotel room. Get yours. Uh and it's gonna have to be your own because mine's gonna be filled with me being lazy. Um but what we're actually trying to sell this for is our fantastic and lovely guest that we have with us today. Yeah, there we go. Those of you astute members, yeah. <laughs> those of you astute members in the live recording have probably noticed that there is somebody else that can unmute their microphone. So we're going to go ahead and introduce them now and let them do a better introduction of themselves. We have the fantastic Nathaniel from Gener the Generic Entertainment YouTube channel. Say hi. What's up, man? Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, of course. I'm always for being happy. Here. Of course. Yeah. I'm always happy to uh, talk with Wheel of Time fans. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, that I is a, a dangerous statement, but we appreciate well, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I, I guess I guess that's true. Um But I, I, I looked you guys up beforehand and I've heard about you. So you, you did not see. <laughs> He you, didn't, you, didn't he seem you didn't seem suspicious to me. Um, <laughs> <you didn't. laughs> um, 
that yeah, just so, shows your lack of good judgment. I was, I was about but to say, maybe he can channel her anyway. Possibly. <laughs> Mayhaps he has a bit of the madness. I guess I guess we'll find out. I guess. Um, <laughs> well, we're very glad that you're here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit about your channel and sort of where yeah. people can find the uh, all of the fun and exciting and, and cool stuff that you do. Yeah, so I, I run a small YouTube channel called Generic Entertainment. Um, and I've been doing that for about a year now. It's it's kind of devoted mostly to books. Um, there's a lot of Wheel of Time videos on there, which is why I'm here. Um, but there's also lots of videos related to uh, Brandon Sanderson books like The Cosmere. And um, I've done videos on like Dune and Ursula K. Yes. Le Guin and um, different science fiction fantasy books and even some nonfiction reviews as well. Um, it's it's also just like really about anything that interests me. Um, I I don't keep it too rigorous, but yeah, that's uh, you can find me on YouTube at uh, my handle is generically entertaining. Um, yeah, I I will say this too when I just uh, you know you you shared your link so that I could put it in the description below. Which by the way, everybody watching on YouTube below, go to the freaking description below right now click the link to his channel go subscribe you'll love it um one of the first videos that like stuck out in my 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 visual uh area of responsibility here was the do we need another bootlerian jihad and i love that so much it's it's so perfect right for for today's day and age yeah, Good. I am of the opinion that. that we do, so that's why. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> like the, the the '90s were full of Terminator movies that, like, literally outlined this exact danger. Yeah, maybe maybe Elon was on well, something no, when he said it's AI fine. Was it's dangerous. in the movies, so we're aware of the danger, so it can't happen. Yeah, it can't happen. Perfectly there we fine. go. And there's no way movies would make us like trivialize the danger and ever. Oh, perceive it incorrectly. Oh, no, <laughs> That's <laughs> why Skynet has never actually this been the butt of a joke or anything. This is going to no. be <laughs> so fun yeah. tonight. Yeah. I can already tell. I'm so yeah. excited. Will, Will Smith definitely didn't, you know, see the consequences of not social distancing. So. <laughs> Quite legendary. Wow. So what happens? I, I don't make the rules. You don't social distance and, you know... You might be in a bad situation <laughs> with your family dog. Like, Wait, yeah. is that is Will Smith just a cautionary tale? Didn't <laughs> yeah. social distance in uh, I am Jesus. legend. I am legend. Thank you. Yeah, I was only getting legendary, and I was like, I know that's wrong, but I am legend. Uh, did a movie with his son and died in After Earth, <laughs> so you don't want to do that. Don't do a uh, never with, do a movie had with the AI movie. with iRobot and iRobot oh. with AI, yeah. With Alan Tudyk too. That sucks because oh. Alan Tudyk is awesome. Alan Tudyk is so good. And movie, you know, he played a chicken. <laughs> Juilliard like, graduate instrument, or? Alan Tudyk. <laughs> no, he's the chicken in Moana. Hey, oh, does he? He, he plays Hey Hey. He's Hey Hey, and he's. Oh. Hey. And there's this great clip of him doing chicken noises and then looking at the camera and go, I went to Juilliard. <laughs> You're just like, that's hilarious. He, he's a... <laughs> I am he's a leaf a on the wind. Dude. Watch how I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, you're not going to hit a guy with glasses, are you? Oh, you hit a guy with glasses. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming at all. Uh, Anyway, go to blacktarpod.com, become a Patreon so that you can join us live and uh, you can also not be surprised when we have guests because you know who it is before we get started. True. Especially because we rarely get to use the no spoiler spoiler warning. We're going to use it now. Uh, So so even though our fact checker, Mahal, isn't here to hear himself talk about himself slash us, um, (laughs) he's still here in spirit. Here we go. Welcome to the Black Tower, a Wheel of Time podcast. All right, let's check this one. Well, look at that. This podcast episode is actually spoiler-free, and that's a BTP guarantee or your money back. What? You've already spent the money. Okay, so no money, but I'm sure they'll send you coins or stickers or... What? What do you mean you spent it on booze that don't have merch? Well, I mean, I guess they can give you a shout-out on Twitter or... What? <laughs> What do you mean you're moving back to MySpace? Maybe they'll put you in their top eight. You know, I just realized Morshadi was ahead of his time because we the, the joke was made, <laughs> made, the was made at WatCon about just moving <laughs> the entire Wheel of Time fandom to MySpace so that we don't have to deal with like Twitter or anything. <laughs> yeah, you mean that acts? We don't X, have to deal yes. with X, X and Meta anymore. Hey, when, I'll change it when the URL changes, all right? Hey, look. <laughs> look. I, I got to say, and I, I posted this on Twitter. Elon Musk Japan, did not so learn the same lessons we learned as kids about using Brand X. Nope. We got to use Joker products with the new ingredient Smile X. It gets a grin again and again and again. That's what this is do. why we're like 99% sure that Josh is already gone. Yeah. <laughs> but, so yes, everybody listening, this is intended to be a uh, spoiler-free discussion. If we do dip into something that's spoiler or potentially spoiler beyond book one or season one uh, of the book series slash TV show, respectively. Yeah, you know, season one of the books and book one of the TV show. Yeah, yeah that's perfect. the one. Um, perfect. Yeah. Um, we Wait, will do our best... It. To uh, to just to give a disclaimer a about it, morning, you know. um, but yeah. So when uh, we initially reached out, I had just watched you did um, a video on your channel about how like Will of Time fans recommend the books to other mm. people. Yeah, um, nice. And for those that haven't watched it yet, but are definitely clicking the button to go and watch it now, um, kind of like run us run us through a little bit of that like yeah so your own kind of like your overall thoughts basically i made that video because um wheel of time fans are very funny in the way that they go about <laughs> recommending their <What>? favorite series <laughs> huh. and um it's interesting that you use the word funny when you mean incredibly inconsistent sorry keep going <laughs> i there's there's a lot of baggage carried by that word funny in that sentence <laughs> Um, so I, I've always noticed that, you know, before reading the wheel of time, whenever anybody told me about it, uh, they would always tell me how much they loved it, but also try to put me off reading it by emphasizing just how very extremely long it is, along with mentioning a lot of other things, uh, some of which I talk about in that video. 
including, you know, there's the dreaded slog that people always talk about, um, that which some people completely trivialize it and other people overemphasize it. Uh, this idea that there's like four books that there's where nothing happens. Um, and then some people uh, talk about how they love the characters, but also the characters are so incredibly annoying. And um, there's like these kind of annoying um, jokes about gender relations that sort of get old after a little while, um, <laughs> to, put, to put it lightly. Um, and so- I would like to report this- <laughs> this uh, interaction right here because I'm in this video and I don't like it. I was just going to say, I'm in this monologue. <laughs> Continue. Yes. So th there's a whole lot of things that people say they don't like about the series, but it, paradoxically, they oftentimes say it's like their, their favorite series ever. And I noticed when I was reading the series for the first time um, that th there were many things that extremely frustrated me and that almost made me give up. And but at the end of the day, I just I just pushed through, and I, um, I I I sometimes I would ask myself, why am I still reading this if I have so many problems with it? And then I realized, like, oh, I I just love it. Um, like I, I really enjoy this series, the flaws and all. And um, I guess, I guess that that video was sort of me trying to it, not not everything I say in that video is is my own opinion. Um, there's a lot of things I say that are just things I've heard from other people and that I don't agree with. Um, and then some of the things I say in that video are my own opinion and are me kind of, uh, grappling, I guess, with my own thoughts on the series. Um, it, it's, it's this sort of mix. Um, I, I didn't intend the video to be taken too seriously, uh, which <laughs> unfortunately not everybody was able to pick up on. Sometimes dry humor just does not land the way you want it to. And yeah, I wouldn't know yeah. anything about that. <sighs> we as a whole wouldn't know anything. It's like, you know, how many conversations we've had. Is Andrew mad? Is he okay? Yeah, right? he's fine. <laughs> Why? Well, because he just had this look on his face. And I'm like, <laughs> do you know Andrew? Have you talked to him for more than like 10 seconds? <laughs> That's no, I spent eight years in the military and every joint I have is simultaneously screaming in pain. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Nothing. I just said something direct. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, the title of no, the video is... That's just the face of like... Just how, the face how... of a vet like with every joint screaming in pain. There you we, go. we all kind of look like that. It's just, it just happens. I've been, I've it been comes, medicating it comes this with your, spasm for years now. It comes with your DD-214 and your VA disability check. Like... Just the just, resting angry face. Just so you guys are aware, the specific video we're referring to is how the Wheel of Time fans recommend the Wheel of Time. And uh, the, the the thumbnail is a picture of uh, glorious Nathaniel here uh, and the caption, you'll hate it. <laughs> Go watch the video. <laughs> yeah. Go watch just, it. It's a good It's, it's, it's a, a good very video. well done video. Yeah. It is not like that other dude who did that video that looked like a Reese's peanut butter cup who really just spent two hours shitting on the show. This one's actually very well thought out. Very good. Oh, you mean the channel that's no longer around? No, that was a, that was a different one. Oh, Oh, that you bail, oh, that you bail fired. <laughs> uh, no, I cannot be held responsible for his own decisions. Anyway, <laughs> you, you bail fired the channel. Um, though, in, though in private, it is a funny joke to make. Uh, but... <laughs> 
But no, like I'm definitely one of those people that like like look, it's an amazing series. I absolutely love it. It is my favorite series. Asterisk. Because uh, <laughs> it's like also like because it is such a long series, it is a commitment to decide to read. Yes, it and is. And it will take a fair amount of time, regardless of how fast you read, whether you actually read the the paper and ink, or if you do Kindle, which is the same thing, uh, just not paper, thankfully. More, it's better for the environment in some ways. It is. Uh, but Or if you do audiobooks, um, whatever the case is. But ultimately, even recommending the series to you, I don't want to be responsible for the time consumption and the trauma that's probably going to come from at least a couple parts <laughs> of the book, regardless of who you are. So, like, when you get to a certain palace and lace things, I don't want to be responsible <laughs> for the trauma you have to deal with with that. Because so, sometimes you just got to put the book down and go for a long walk staring into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> and just yep, contemplate your decisions. So, fun story. I, I do have a friend who said, Oh, I love Akatar. You should read Akatar. And I was like, All right. I'm joking, right? I'm joking. And I say, Okay, I'll read Akatar if you read Wheel of Time. And she was like, Bet. And I'm like, Oh, no. Oh, no. So I read Akatar. Oh, and no. I'm like, I dig oh, it. No. It's, it's, oh, it's no, a good, no, it's no, a solid. No, no fantasy book like i dig it um she's on knife of dreams and i'm just like mm, there's so much trauma coming we're not prepared she's like about to start in the brand she's killing it too like um it's only been a couple months and she's all the way to knife of dreams like oh sweet. sorry I, I haven't heard of akatar is that is that just one book a court of thorns and roses uh, it is a series. There are four and a half books out oh, that okay. I know of. Oh, because uh, so I, I was going to say that's a pretty asymmetrical deal. With um, it is yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's why I was joking when I said it. I was like, read fifteen books and I'll read four. Hey, like, <laughs> if you read this pamphlet for this tourist agency, I will read the entire the US Encyclopedia Legal Britannica. Yeah. Um. No, it, it's just interesting. Like, so when you say, um, Andrew, when you're saying that you don't like recommending the Wheel of Time is kind of a tricky thing because it is a 15 book series. Like, it mm. it's a huge time commitment, and especially with people who love books, because if you tell someone sit down and read these books, they're gonna go, "Oh, cool! How many books are in the series? 15. Oh, that's several months, bare minimum." where my entire life is going to be focused on these books. Like mm -hmm. this isn't, uh, you know, like I had someone recommend uh, the book Slewfoot to me the other day and oh my God, loved it. Fantastic book. If you like the Puritan Salem witch trial type settings uh, in the stories, fantastic book. Go read it. Amazing. Awesome. But I'm glad you clarified the settings. I don't know how many people are going like, oh yeah, Salem witch trials. <laughs> But it's great time. Loved it. We <laughs> hang no witches. It's great. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, um, but it, it's. I, I feel like asking people to read The Wheel of Time is kind of like asking people to start watching One Piece. Hmm. Oh. Like, tell me I'm wrong. I mean, I want to say you're wrong simply because of how <laughs> I feel about One Piece. But... <laughs> 
That's, that's sort of the way. Oh. The time commitment is the thing. Yeah. As a human who has never watched One Piece, I feel that in my bones. You're better off. <laughs> or has only watched a small amount of One Piece. Not none. That's sort but of the yeah, way I like feel any with something long-standing like manga. Sorry. Yeah, that? I was gonna say that's that's sort of the way I feel about something like Star Trek, um, where it's like a it's a really well-established, really loved series, oh, and yeah. it's like I I can appreciate why people love it, but there's just so many seasons, and I just um, it, to get into it, it's like a massive commitment, and I just don't know if I if I want that to be a thing. <laughs> like I, I I've watched some good episodes and I appreciate it, but I just I can't go all the way in with all the shows you know so i will um, say i i was gonna say that's that's one of the ones where i feel like they actually did themselves a lot of service uh and i love that they did it was very smart and very very good in terms of the fact that each one of them is a different series that's and true so yeah you that's can yeah. just watch the original or you can just watch tng or you can just watch Discover, or uh, yeah, Discovery. Or you can just watch, you know, whatever. And I feel like that's a a really palatable way of going ahead and and doing the the shows, because again, with Wheel of Time, there's no pause. You don't get yeah. to just watch or like read the first three, and then go, oh, okay, cool. That was that was nice. That was fun. That was that was exciting. And then, like, everybody has their least favorite books in the series. You don't get to just skip those books in some ways. You don't just get to not watch Deep Space Nine because most people are like, this one's the worst or, like, whatever. Like, you don't... You have to read those books to a certain extent. I, I have yeah. heard Jonathan Frakes directly refer to Deep Space Nine as Deep Throat Nine. Apparently, okay, the then. TNG cast is not a fan of DS9. <laughs> I would not be surprised. <laughs> things are things are surprised. Like when you think of like a really nerdy fandom, like being in one as we as we are, at least like with the different interests we have, and especially with Wheel of Time. Uh, namely, if you have a fucking Twitter account, um, for sure, absolutely, God, <clears throat> but uh, it's a, it's a great community. But sometimes, sometimes y'all. Sometimes, very worked well, up, which I is mean, but um, you don't think about, or at least for me, my first thought when I think about like these these uh, media, whatever that brings like joy to people's lives, you know, it's it's an uh, an escape from reality, a chance to fantasize about uh, new lives and new civilizations, and to take your mind boldly where uh, no other mind has gone before, except whoever yeah. wrote it, everyone else that read it. Um, you don't really think of them as like controversial or like divisive or anything like that and then you join like a fandom and you go oh oh no y'all really y'all really think this much about it and um my mom was a big a big star trek fan and she was like very passionate about her love for uh for next generation um and i grew up watching and i was like okay yeah it's cool whatever you know i, I do uh sir patrick stewart is awesome and i love the guy um but like i was never that into it and i was like why are you so like fervent in your beliefs about this? It makes no sense. And now I do this and people bring up things like, <laughs> like gentling and I go on tirades about how horrendous people are. And I'm like, Oh no. Yeah. And, and are we the baddies? 
<laughs> right. I, I will say this. Look, and and Nathaniel, uh, real quick, let me ask you this question, Nathaniel, because you've you've got your channel. Um, you're you're uh, you know, you're all over booktube. Um how involved in the Wheel of Time fandom are you? Less involved than I was when I first read the books. Okay. Um, but I still I still sort of keep up to date on, you know, I'm on Twitter or whatever they call it now, X. Um, X. Yeah. X. Well, they <laughs> haven't I'm, even changed I'm not, the name yet. I'm not calling it that. So, you know, I, I'm involved in like some of the, some of the, I don't know if involved. I'm, I'm more of a lurker, I guess I would say. Um, but I, I think so. The degree to which I'm involved in the Wheel of Time is is definitely a lot less than I think all of you are because I've only read the series <laughs> once, and I'm on the fence about whether or not I will read it again because even though I really enjoyed it, there's sort of this question of you know as we were talking about trade offs. Like there are so many books out there that I really want to read. And honestly, if, if I, if I was first introduced to the wheel of time now, like at this stage in my life, I don't know if I would read it. I think it was partly like the stage in my life that I was at when I first encountered it, like where I had a lot of time to just read anything I wanted. And I, I feel like I had less knowledge of like the options back then. I just sort of fixate. <laughs> I sort of like fixated on this one series because some people recommended I've... it and I was like, okay, I'll just read that. And now I'm like, now I'm so much more aware of all the different options there are out there that I don't know if I would fixate on that one series, but because I did, and I'm glad I did, uh, it, it happens fortuitously, but I, I, it, it just, uh, because that happens, I, I would call myself a wheel of time fan. Um, you, you are I'm, speaking to my yeah. soul right now, sir. <laughs> like, exactly. Okay. So, but yeah, where course, so like, Josh is I, no I longer. I treat it like anime, oh, honestly. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I find myself. How dare you the, slander? The, the same thing with like whatever, like uh, whatever media I'm consuming. So, like uh, when it comes to like watching TV, like I could definitely uh, watch more than just the first episode of The Last of Us that I still I actually want to finish. Uh, it is a desire to finish watching that or watch, you know, House of the Dragon or the Lord of the Rings TV show, all this, all this stuff I could do. And then I get home and I turn on the TV and I go to the familiar Crunchyroll app. And then there's oh, the four seasons of Overlord right there, whatever, that I rewatch for like the thousandth time instead of going and watching something new that I haven't seen. And I wind up doing the same with books because I'll do a read through um, either partial or complete of, of Wheel of Time. Uh, well, I guess it's never 100% complete because I don't read uh, New Spring. But um, <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, you know, I should really start reading these other Like, Yeah, it's a conspiracy theory. It's not real. It can't hurt you. <laughs> um, I have a, I have like a, a copy of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a, like a copy of Mistborn that has been sitting in my work desk since like two months after I started my current job in like 2020. And I have not read past the first three pages. Cause I, I got it and I was like, I have so much free time at work cause I can't really do much and there's not a whole lot going on. I will read it. And then it sat there and then I got busy and then I couldn't read it. And then now it's like, you know, I could bring it home. And instead of watching Overlord for the 80 millionth time, I could just <laughs> actually start watch, like reading Mistborn. And read other series, 
And I, I don't know why. I never do. It's like one of those things where you look in the mirror and you're like, why are you the way you are? <laughs> okay. <laughs> why, don't okay. Have an work, work hack for anybody who is at work, who finds themselves with a good amount of free time, but needs to be staring at their computer like they're still busy. Nook is an app that you can download on your computer and read your books or, or I believe, uh, I believe Amazon has books on there as well. So you can actually sit there and like read a book on your computer screen and do the old alt tab away from it to your mm. tickets and such. So I'm just saying that that is an option. It's a viable option. Um, yeah, that's what uh, Nathaniel, what would you say your absolute like so we know you love you we know you enjoyed the wheel of time mm -hmm. and we we like fully like understand and agree with in mass overarching there. enjoyed it. it it is a thing that happened um what would what would you say your favorite book series is like the the one that you just Ooh, sat down and you, to this day you love um well you see i'm not the type of person who rereads books very often uh, and so I, I really wish I was, I really like, I want to sort of say the Lord of the Rings, um, but I haven't read it since I was like 13. Mm. Um, so I don't know if I can, if I can say that in fairness, um, we I, I, it's I, a trap I, reading the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I sort of get stressed out about trying to read new things instead of, instead of retreading old ground, but Lord of the Rings is definitely something I need to reread because I think. Like if I had to pick a favorite a favorite fictional universe, that would probably be it. Um, my favorite series, I, you know, I don't. I, I think it, I guess it, it sort of depends on my mood. Um, I I think uh, the Wheel of Time is is like a a great series to just sink your teeth into. And to just you know get completely absorbed in for like a really long period of time, and it was like what I needed at that point in my life. Uh, now I'm at a different point where it's like I, I would rather read shorter things where I can get like a diversity of experiences and voices rather than uh, sink my teeth into one thing really in depth. And so now I would probably answer that I, I'm more uh, I have a stronger predilection towards like individual sci-fi novels, maybe. Um, like or okay. shorter sci-fi series, things like that. Um, but I, I guess that yeah, it, it really does depend on like where I am in life. Um, I, that's a that's a terrible answer, but I, I really it's just, it's actually not you, you because think, so much you about you want and like different things. Yeah. Well, oh, insanely human of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, that's weird. You can't just be a monolith. Yeah. Come on. Your emotions affect your, your thoughts and your desires. Insanity. I, I tell my kids all the time, the person you are tomorrow is not the person you are today. Tomorrow you may find a new love for something that you didn't even know existed today. Tomorrow you may hate something that you loved today. You're going to be a thousand different people throughout your life. So just learn to like roll with it. Just, just go with it. So that's why great I like asking the people. Kids, not great advice for somebody dealing with the cops. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. Or, yesterday. That was, or that, was <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Patricia. It was Patricia. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I like that because, uh, 
it's it, I've actually told a number of people when I've talked to them about the Wheel of Time that I said for the, about the first three or four books, take yourself back to your early teens. Get in touch with that sort of inner child and and read it from that perspective. Just kind of let yourself yeah. go and enjoy it. And if you do that, A, you'll be hooked and you'll have to know how it ends. <laughs> but B, it, it does. It kind of gives you that sort of like, oh my God, like sort of a nostalgic feel, even though it's something you're experiencing for the first time. And I, I, I think that's a real... I think that's a real alluring, powerful aspect of the Wheel of Time books is that if you kind of if you kind of uh, uh, de-age yourself mentally, which regress really yourself, <laughs> get in touch with your inner child, um, you, you find out that you really, really enjoy it. And, and, and I feel like there's something I don't know. I, I, I like to think there's something healthy about that. Yeah, um, no, so I, I totally agree. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um and I, I think, uh, like, letting yourself go with the flow is sort of the only way to enjoy that series. Like, I, I see sometimes people talking about, um, when I see people complaining about how long the series is and how how um, ext overly extravagant the descriptions are and things like this, I I kind of think that at that point, if, like, if you're not enjoying that at all, then you should just stop reading the series because it's probably not for you. And, um, you know, like, if you're going to enjoy it, you just have to you have to accept the pace for what it is. Uh, you have to sort of assume the role of, um, I don't know, somebody, somebody like sitting by a campfire, listening to like somebody tell a really long winded uh, story that just goes into an excessive amount of detail about everything and you have no control over it. You just have to listen. Um, and yeah, I, I do think there's something really nice about that, about just um, it, it, like the eye of the world. Uh, it has like, you know, it has that like classic fantasy feel to it. Um, mm. That is kind of like, even though it's it, it, like when I was reading the book for the first time, I was telling myself, you know, this is very similar to Tolkien. Um, this is, it's not doing anything particularly original. And yet at the same time, I couldn't stop reading it because it's just, it's good. Like um, it's, it's a really well-written and um, absorbing book. So yeah, I think um, that's like the best way to enjoy it probably. To be abundantly clear, I am not like I love everything you said. I was not laughing at you. I don't know if you if you're looking. <laughs> oh, at no, the, I, we're the laughing live, at the like, live the Patreon chat. Um, which, which sure by the way, guys, if some if aloe you for for Daniel for that for that, like what made me laugh wasn't so much what Leia said was Daniel's reaction, like because that's what I saw first. Daniel just being like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Well, I Which just don't like the idea of like I don't I don't feel burned at all. Accurate statements are accurate. Why why would I feel burned when that's exactly how I want to live my I've spent 31 years <laughs> perfecting this. This is who I want to be. You know what? I, I, I commend you on being who you I want live. and owning it. Cheers to you, sir. Hey, Slodja. Slodja to you, sir. Um but, okay. Um, Oh, go ahead. So, anyway, when, sorry, when back it comes to your to... actual statement <laughs> and not live chat. So, uh, when it comes to cause having a discussion about the Wheel of Time, uh, especially like for, for those of us that either are fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to make even like the slightest, tiniest video about the Wheel of Time, uh, <laughs> you were 
guaranteed to be inundated with some degree and some portions of the, and I'm going to use this term very loosely this time, fandom. When I say fandom right now, I mean the people that say they're fans of the Wheel of Time yet somehow miss all of the core messages and teach it. It's a different topic. You know, Some of them. Your experience them. with the fandom. I know you said you used to be more involved with it while you were reading. Um, uh, was that like during uh, more so like the like forums, like on uh, like Dragon Mount and Theoryland, things like that? Are you did you mess with those at all? Like any of the earlier OG not, websites or anything? Not too much the earlier websites. Um, more on like Reddit and uh, Twitter and other social media sites. Um, so yeah, see, so you probably saw my post about the TV show first coming out. I'm just going to claim that right now. You saw it. <laughs> when was that? I'm so important right now. Uh, years ago, when? like oh, when okay. it was first announced that Amazon purchased the thing. Would have been. Oh yeah, I, I made it a post around like August or so, 2018. Yeah, because that's what that's what prompted the creation of of this very show. Was I saw the news that the TV show was coming out and went looking. And there was nothing. And like every other person that wants, you know, safe, accurate news, I went to Twitter to look for it. Um, <laughs> that was your first mistake. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, ultimately, it, it led to this, so it turned good, out all right. Yeah, I was going to say, especially at the time, it was actually a relatively good place to get news for this particular yeah. uh, thing. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Oh, God. Two, two years ago. I posted. Oh, come on. Why aren't you going to. Two years ago, I posted a meme that was Wheel of Time that was funny. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. Three years ago, I posted a meme that was funny. Because I keep trying to pull up the meme, and it's like, hold on. I'll let you see. Stupid. It's like cutting it off. It's like not showing me the whole thing. Oh, wait. No, yeah, it's not showing me the whole screen. thing. Yeah, it's shut up. You're so. Well, you don't have a green screen, you have a green wall. Like, so, but that yeah, that, I mean, that looks, green that, that looks pretty similar to my own uh post history on Reddit. It's just a lot of I, I posted a lot of Wheel of Time memes like two or three years oh, ago, or five years that, ago. It, it was uh, five years ago. Yeah, uh, how long it was we've been well, the podcast has been around, correct? Yeah, yeah. so and the funny thing is, the article has Stephen King's picture on it. Because it was Dark Tower TV series announced, mm. and then so Wheel of Time didn't was even like a subnote. No, no, oh, Wheel okay. of Time was gotcha. in the article, but everybody at the time was like Stephen King, Stephen King. Oh my God, Stephen King. Oh, by the way, Wheel of Time's doing this thing. But anyway, Stephen King, and it was like, no, fuck you. We know who the star is. Yeah. What did they oh. announce about Stephen King? The the Dark, Dark Tower. Tower. The uh, Idris Elba, was, yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, the movie? movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, August, yeah. Okay. August 16. Wow, that was oh, a while updated. Ago. Updated. I, mean, Sorry. I was right. Yeah. Posted. Oh, yeah. It feels like it. Posted March 1st, 2018. Bruh, anything that happened oh, wow. pre COVID was, was so, so long. Daniel was right on where he was <laughs> I mean, like 2018. Yeah. For lack of, like, uh, you know, for lack of a better phrase, anything before COVID was a fever dream. Yeah, no, it was so I mean, long ago. I have I think, aged a decade in the last five, like three years. Yeah. COVID itself was just like a massive like hangover, not like a normal hangover, like an all night bender in Germany Jagermeister <laughs> hangover. <laughs> like, 
I, I've still got I've still got my my desk calendar at work set to the day that they sent me home uh, when COVID was breaking out. It was like March seventh, and it was like they were like, "Yeah, why don't you go home and start working remotely?" Because I had like I had like a cough, I had like some sinus issues going on. It was mostly allergies. Mm-hmm. But they were like, well, you're kind of respiratorily compromised, so you go ahead and go home and start working remotely. I was like, cool. The following week, everybody in the office was exposed, <laughs> and I was the only dude who could work on site for like a month. It was awesome. I, I got. I can't wait to have kids and tell shit. them about the two years that every cough meant instant guaranteed death. <laughs> oh, like, so like both physically, spiritually, and socially. Oh, you coughed. So- you're dead to everybody. Like, so, oh, so Nathaniel, do you have, I, I know this is a big question because there's a lot of books. Do you have a favorite scene? In uh, scene? Which may or may not involve spoilers. Which so may or may not involve spoilers. It, and we'll let, let people know and then you can talk about it. I'm so not saying you need to choose one that's not spoiler. So, I'm just so saying. He was just like, yes, I do. And just that's it <laughs> for the next like minute. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll see. I, I think I, I think I can just say the name of the chapter without spoiling anything. Um, okay, that's that, fair. Yeah, that would be veins of gold, probably. Yep. Boom. Um, there you go. Which is that's uh, a pretty uh, you know it's a standard answer, but okay. I feel like that was. But a it's scene also where... almost objectively the right answer. I, I mean, yeah, I, th- no I mean, for me, it's like the scene where it's the scene where the whole series sort of clicked into place. Why is that almost um, objectively, Andrew? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, like, like, talk about that. Like, what do you like? Well, it it starts it's coming together. Scene, it's the scene where I think uh, thematically the whole series comes together. Like, um, it, it's it's a really simple scene, but. Um, trying to think how the best way to talk about it without it's a it will fit in in like physically in terms of what's happening it's a pretty simple scene yeah um but in terms of but like thematically it's really complex and it's where um again i'm trying to think how to do this without spoilers but um you don't have to if you want to talk about spoilers please just let people we've already warned people that okay well in that case then um i'll say spoilers for up to book 12 um, so the scene just before then when Rand reunites with his father is I think like one of the most poignant scenes oh. in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just, it's absolutely beautiful. And you see the, the contrast between how Rand was the last time he saw him, which seems an unimaginably long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you see how he's become just an entirely different person. He's not even, you know, he's not even acting like human anymore. He's acting like some sort of, uh, demigod who is uh, saying that he's going to reward his own father for fostering the dragon, for like fathering the dragon reborn and taking care of him yeah. in his childhood. And it's just so cold. And um, it's just such a great character moment for Rand. And I think that's the moment where it clicks for both Tam and the audience how much Rand has changed. Um, and then it, just immediately after that, uh, it, and it also clicks for Rand too, I think, um, yeah, in that moment, 100%. how much he's changed. And so that's, to me, that's like, that's sort of what brings on this final reckoning where he's like, okay, I have to figure out what's been happening with me. I finally have to address this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then he does it. You know, he he goes up on top of Dragon Mount and he just sits down and thinks. And it's it's a really, 
it could have been handled poorly, but I think it's like a, it, it, the way it was written and uh, the way it all fits together, it, ju it just worked. Um, that you can have the climax of a book be the main character sitting down and thinking some thoughts. And that's like more, it's like more <laughs> riveting than the climax of any other book in the series, I think. So well, it, it's, it was really well done. I want to throw out there. I love that. I, I, I love, love that. I love that take and I love, but at the same time, I mean, I will not call you on it or anything, but like there are a number of other things that are happening at that point from other people showing up and things like that. So, so while I absolutely agree and like, I'm not disagreeing with your statement because I, I think that that there, there's a lot to say about that. I really think that even if you didn't have Perrin and the wolves showing up, even if you didn't have, you know, all of these other things going on, which do happen in that chapter, it would still be a really compelling chapter. So, so I want to, I want to be honest about what is going on in that chapter because there is more going on, but I also want to wholeheartedly agree with your comment about it is an incredibly compelling thing of him. Just the entire story has led to this point. And he is reflecting on all 12 books that you've just read, <laughs> like in real time, as you kind of sit there and also reflect on the last 12 books that you've read. So hard agreed. Yeah, I, I it's also completely I, agree. It's also interesting because like, sorry, go ahead. And uh, oh, I, I was just going to say, like, with regards to other things happening, I, I think it also sort of illustrates how the magic in this world and Rand's own inner thoughts are so intertwined that, mm. you know, like... The fate of the world is at stake in that scene. Um, yep. It's not. It's not just Rand thinking thoughts. Like the fate of the world is at stake, but Rand's thoughts are tied so inextricably to the pattern um, yes. that that just the way, every, just him thinking, you know, him having this uh, conversation with himself is enough to like cause this enormous event to take place and like the, the fate of the world to be changed. So, yeah, I think that's yeah, sort of how that comes together. One of the things I like about it, too, uh, since we're talking about the scene, is um, why is my brain doing this to me? Why did it just dump my thought? <laughs> oh, God, what was I going to say? Um, oh, with Tam. So it's so frequently, like, oh, yeah. we have, like, these favorite characters of these favorite groups that, like, we feel like we don't get to see enough of in the series. And uh, a lot of people feel that way about Tam. And where I agree, I, I do wish we could see more uh, of Tam, like in the book series and uh, and everything. Tam, like to me, turns out to be like one of the good, like a really good example at how to make the most of a character's absence to make it drive a scene home. Yes, because yeah. whenever Tam shows up, your brain is going to go back still to Tam uh, at most recently. I think generally around like Winter's Heart or so, running around with Perrin. Um, and but you're still like Tam. Still, every time we see him, he's he, he's unchanging. Tam from mm -hmm. book one is the same Tam you see in every other book. And when you get to uh, when you get to Veins of Gold and everything, and you get to see Tam like again, finally see Rand again because the entire time you're like they were so close, they missed each other by like two weeks in Tarvalon. When is Rand going to get to see his boy again? And then he finally gets to see his boy again, and all that happens is he literally boy. just turns around and looks at Cat Swain and is just like, "Look at how you massacred my boy." <laughs> like, <laughs> it's but it's so wholesome because like 
Tam, I, I think, at least for me, still pulls me back to the empty road and before bell time, you know, the time of innocence of the books. So it's he, it's heartbreaking. Well, and I I want to throw out there right now, I, I, I also agreed with Andrew. Uh, one of the other things that I love is that one, I feel like one you, of the you reasons You have to agree with we, me, it's in the contract. It's true. We, we are three <laughs> white het males who agree on everything all the time. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that I appreciate so much and feel sort of like deeply in my bones is once you actually learn that Tam was Rand when Robert Jordan made his first draft of the book that it was always intended to be this older character with life experience and having gone through a bunch of stuff already and then finds out that they're the Dragon Reborn, and of course, Tor. Wait, he's and what? I'm not saying that they were smart or dumb or right Spoilers, or wrong. Spoilers, bro. Like that. We already spoiler warning. Shut up. <laughs> um, they decided that it would be it would be more uh, relatable and whatnot, especially with the people who are more likely to buy books with this type of cover and this type of content and blah blah blah. That they would turn the protagonist into a young adult, rather than this sort of almost not wizened but like lived human being it's one of the reasons that i feel like we all connect so much with tam is that robert jordan connected so much with tam and he's like going through the whole story as this like character that we're all sitting there being like you guys you guys all realize that like tam is tam is robert jordan right like uh, he's he, no. like he's the guy who loyal is Robert Jordan. <sighs> sure, <laughs> I there are aspects of Robert Jordan in every. No, no, no. That's his. That he, he's even said that's his avatar in the books. Yeah. And then Avi Yinda gets you know the <laughs> Sanderson Griel. Hey, oh. Okay, Tam but does again, something you in this chapter. What I mean yes. in this in this yes. way. Like, again, I agree with your statement. I've heard the interview. <laughs> I, you're not wrong. I'm not actually telling you that you are incorrect or anything like that. But Thank again, you. like, Robert Jordan is this, I have lived this life kind of person. Yes. He is this, you know, I have experience that is both good and both very bad. And I have made peace with who I am as a human being and the things that I've experienced and now I'm ready to just sort of live the rest of my life, however it ends up happening. And Tam is sort of that person. I'm throw a curveball at you. Uh-oh. And say that Tam is the sort of person that whether we see Robert Jordan as similar or not, Tam is the sort of person that has survived combat, that has dealt with this stuff, that Robert Jordan wishes he was, at least as he views himself. I can appreciate that. I can very much appreciate that. So it's it's and it, I think it satisfies a little bit of both because you still get loyal sure. as you know his his avatar well, in the series as the chronicle, but you get you also get this like <laughs> very much gone through like if there was trauma he's gone through it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. figure. but Tam like at least to the outward, and that's one of the things like I wish we got really in Tam's head uh, to see how he actually thought about stuff, but 
Tam seems to take everything in stride. Yes. And I think that's part of the reason why so many people love him as a character because he's been through the ringer. Like, he's been in combat, he's been through war, he's had to witness and probably commit some like pretty serious like atrocities or at least egregious acts. I mean, war it's in and of itself is an atrocity. War is no. Act. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, to finally go back to, you know, come home to your small town and then, you know, very soon, relatively after in the, in the span of time, like lose your, the love of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to, you know, deal with Rand and see what's going on with him and be absolutely helpless in that situation. So I, I think, I think one of the things good dad. that we yeah, need a, a book about how to be dads written by Tam Althor. I would read the shit out of that book. <laughs> What like, to okay, expect when you're as, expecting the dragon reborn? When you're expecting and, and a baby on the slopes <laughs> of dragon. <laughs> I, I've I've said to people over the years that the wheel of time will mean different things to you at different stages in your life. Me, as an emotional, moody teenager, Rand was my guy. Like, oh god, everything is so hard, and I am. I bear the weight of the world on my shoulders and oh Rand, no one I identify with it. You don't understand. I'm so unique and amazing, full of teenage angst, and you don't understand me. Like I get it, right? And <laughs> I I understand and, and so I get it. But as as I grow older, you know, I got to the point where I was like, Oh you my didn't god, love I'm me like in my mad. my chemical romance. You don't deserve me at my parkway drive. <laughs> <laughs> So Matt is like, leave me alone. I want to go flirt <laughs> with a hot lady, have a couple drinks, throw some dice, and just leave me alone. I don't want to. Just And I'm just kind of like, oh my god, yes. Like, I feel that vibe so much. But even then, I have to take it a step further. because we're And, and I know we're specifically talking about Tam here. I mean, we're talking Tam about does something, you want, bud that I think is very underappreciated, very poignant, and very powerful. He walks up to Cad Swain, looks her dead in the face, and starts chewing her ass out. <laughs> and even when she wraps him up in flows of air so he can't move, he still stares daggers at her and is like, He just ignores it. He doesn't even react to it. He's just like, whatever. What did you do to my boy? <laughs> You like, massacred like, my boy. <laughs> what have they done to my boy? My my son. Look, Look at what this. they did Look to my son. Look at how Cad Swain slapped my boy in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, like that's 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 dad power, like hundred percent. And I, I wish to be half the dad that Tam is. That is a desire I have for my two kids. I. And, th- and and again, this is what we come well, back you to. You better get to practice him with the longbow. <laughs> Where's your flame? Sir, your I have now? a longbow. I have a bow. Like, don't yeah. make me go grab it. I will. I don't know. I still beat you in your backyard. I got that two river snipers. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. Oh, Gathering <laughs> madness this year, sir. I will reclaim now, bro, that title. Get my there ass. is get an my archery ass. range at Evermore. You're I'm going down, lose. sir. I am absolutely going to lose. Um, so sweet. Um, I was drunk. 
et cetera, et cetera. Excuses. excuses. So let's, yeah, let's, move. <laughs> let's move on. Um, uh, let's move out of uh, outer spoiler territory. Okay. Um, no more because that's spoilers. not ever complicated and hard to do whenever people are watching videos to figure out when the spoiler ends. Um, right. I'll, I'll or sure when they're listening. We'll do our beautiful best. banner that pops you should up. Like, you should like insert like a, an audio clip like, spoilers start now for this. Move, you know, go to this point in the episode to avoid the spoilers. Well, we can at well, the very you least. Set, you can uh, set chapters Eva, like, on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, most of them are like for the audio, like people. That well, listen no, that's to what I'm audio. saying. Like you can yeah. you can set little chapters in the thing and just like we're on talking YouTube. about this here. We talk about not this on, here. Oh, on Podbean. On, um, yeah. Hey, yeah. by the way, we also record on Podbean. <laughs> Wait, what? So, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. We do have uh, those of you that are looking to start a podcast and be able to. Well, they do have a free version, but we do pay them annually. I also, think. shout out to all our patrons who are in the live. Probably chat. log into Podbean and make sure you we're actually good on that front. I need to update that. Remind me to do that after the episode. Anyway, if you uh, want to join the in for live realm. chat, uh, you got to be a patron. You can support us for as little as like eighty-seven cents a month. Super cheap. That is true. So um, I see it. So being a, a fan of the books, um, enjoying the books and the like, uh, how was the, have you, you've seen the TV show? Yeah. Um, how was like all the hype around it, the releases, like, I don't know how much were you exposed to like how, uh, involved the wheel of time account was, especially on like Twitter with putting out teasers and stuff. And then how much they yeah. involved, like a lot of the, uh, kind of creators of the uh, cr content creators in the community. That kind of stuff. And then ultimately, of course, this culminates in the question of how did you feel about the TV show? Yeah, I mean, the time before the show came out was probably like the height of how involved I was with the Wheel of Time community. Mm. Um, you know, I, I was following I was following the account like religiously um, all the Watt Wednesdays um, and yes! keeping up to date. Yeah, keeping up to date on all the updates. Um, and funny story, actually, um, when at the premiere, you know, they invited uh, like the Dusty Wheel and Daniel Green and all these uh, Wheel of Time people to come and interview people. That was happening in London. And at the time, I was actually uh, studying abroad in Oxford, uh, not too far away from London. So I was no like, I was, I was seeing all these people who were in London at the Wheel of Time premiere on that on the day of the premiere. And I was like, you know what, I, I kind of just want to go down to London and see if I can just like walk in. So I went down to London and I found the place where um, the premiere was happening. It's at like, it's at this place called the BFI theater. Um, mm -hmm. And I they wouldn't let me in. So I just like stood there for two hours looking down, I could see everything happening in the premiere, like I could see all the all the cast and everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was just like standing next to a road. Um, <laughs> looking down um looking down into this like area where everything is happening um and like i, I filmed oh. a bunch of it i just like watching it all i saw all the cast members and everything so yeah that was that was like where's how... that video uh i i haven't posted that um i have a ton of video from it maybe i'll make a video out of it someday i i think um, you should i think you, yeah and here's why here's why i think you should because myself so i went to denver for the premiere party there. Uh, it was hosted by uh, Lauren from Unraveling the Pattern, which mm -hmm. awesome channel. And uh, I found myself sharing a hotel with Alyssa Powers from One Power Ballads. 
Um, she's an amazing person. She's super awesome. Uh, her videos are. Anyway, we had on the TV, I think we had Daniel B. Green. On the on my laptop, we had uh, the Dusty Wheel. On our phone, we had Critter XD. And on another <laughs> laptop, we had a Dragon Mount. Like, we were watching the entire thing <laughs> on, like, eight different, like, devices right there. So what I would love where i'm going with this what i would love is to see a video from like the outside looking in like and there they are yep there's all look <laughs> <laughs> that's that's dragon mount that's the dusty wheel <laughs> yeah i mean they I were all like standing awesome. next to each other so. yeah uh i couldn't hear anything they were saying though so i was also just listening to them on my phone while uh, while watching them in front of me um but yeah uh that's good because then you didn't hear so, the uh one person go like is that one of the actors? Yeah. I wasn't going to say the name. I'm not trying to call oh, somebody shit. out. I'll, I'll, I'll bleep like, that out. You, my, my, my thing is, like, if if you are so lucky <laughs> to not only be invited to a premiere, but to have, like, many things uh, paid for, for you for you to show up, and you get this enormous privilege, I would highly recommend being at least familiar with the actors and cast of the show. That you were there to I, do. I love that. I love that Daniel Green called her out on it too. He was like, "You just said that in front of like twelve thousand people yeah. watching me right now," yeah. and she's like, "Oh." <laughs> I, I, and, I, and knowing the 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 very minuscule amount that I know uh, that I know the Goblin, um, which is no more than uh, than Josh or, or Daniel does, because I think we've all met him and talked to him for about the same amount um, mm -hmm. at like Jordan Con. Mm -hmm. I, I absolutely believe that whenever he did that, he switched from the I'm doing a live interview brain uh, or like live coverage brain to the like, I'm just saying what's happening right now brain. And then like probably later was like, oh, I just called her out in front of <laughs> all everybody on the live stream. I, and but, maybe uh, uh, Goblin King, like I know you're watching because you're a huge Okay, it's the first thing Daniel does when he wakes up is he turns on but Black Tower podcast. I think uh, maybe you should weigh in, like leave. And a then he laughs. Like, were you calling her out? Were you calling? I think you were calling. Her out. <laughs> let's let's revive year and a half, two year old drama. Right. I... That's, that's what we do here. We don't talk about it when it happens, but a year and a half later, we're gonna bring it back up. Leave it at that. Like yep. But anyway, sorry, continue. So I that's awesome you. to be able to like kind of like I mean it sucks that you they didn't just it, let you in because they you know they should have they should have like foreseen like your uh, your absolute glory and let you in absolutely <laughs> it's like well, oh no you don't get it I'm a fan of the book series like let me in but you should have told him like, you were Tavirin. Like, if you show me like a first yeah. edition copy, well, if I was to, if I was Tavir and I don't think I would have had to tell any say anything. I could have true. Walked okay, right good in, point. But, good point. Um, good point. Good point. Or that's cool. you get, you maybe you're Tavir, but the, the pattern was like you need to record it from the outside so that yeah, possibly yeah. <laughs> balance people inside, people outside, as all things should be. Um, so no, that's awesome. That's really cool. And yeah, <laughs> I would love. I know I would love to see the footage because. That's not. That's never the footage they release, right? Like, what does Thank the party you. look like from the outside? Yes. Like, you know, show us all the cables. Show us the poor cable management. You know, <laughs> we don't need to see like the prim and proper uh, red carpet. 
Um, so that so that's awesome. Um, and you were following the show, like so. Were you uh, like following or, or seeing like a bunch of like? Because I know there were uh, like Dusty Wheel and Dragon Mountain, and they got like they were able to release or put out some stuff and kind of help hype up um, the shows. Uh, were you following all that as as well? Probably because I think the show account retweeted it all at least. Yeah, I, I was following all of that quite closely. Um, and then, um, you know, I, I was so I was like really, really excited about the show. Um, as for my my reactions to the show itself, I I had a lot of different reactions and I'm still like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, so did we. How did you feel? Still yes well you know i i at first i i felt mostly pretty good about it but i think i got more disappointed with it as time went on um but, mm. but there's still there's still lots of parts i love in it um however as a whole i think it mostly failed um i i think that it i i think that there were just a lot of of poor decisions made and not all of them not all of the problems of the show can come down to that because obviously they were like huge production issues. Um, and I think the show like really suffered for that, um, which is, which is such a shame. And I can't blame anyone for that. Obviously I like, I can't be mad about uh, anything, but COVID for that really. Um, but yeah, so there were, there were a lot of production issues, but aside from that though, even, even before um, everything started going wrong, uh, there were still a lot of decisions made that I think were like not the best decisions. And I, there was also like, there was a really heavy handed, what felt to me like a really heavy handed studio influence in some parts yes. where like, especially in the first episode, it felt like a lot of stuff got cut that just, it, it really like interrupted the flow and it made me so you know, like the, the early chapters of the Eye of the World are really immersive and really get you hooked. And the, the first episode of the TV show is pretty rough. Like I, I, I was, I wasn't really hooked by the show um, just after watching the first episode. And it, it, it felt like there were some editing issues that uh, were just kind of awkward overall. Um, I did think the show got a lot better towards like the middle of it. Um, and, you know, oftentimes a lot of people talk about episode five as being one of the worst ones because we spend so much time focusing on a warder. Um, I actually, I think that's one of the best episodes in the show. I actually um, really, yes. But the thing is the problem, the reason it's like the reason it's um, a little bit of a problem, I guess, is that it's not that the episode itself is bad. I think it's quite a good episode. It's just that there's too few episodes, um, you know, like spending an entire spending that amount of time on like a side character is something that feels very true to the wheel of time. Yes. Um, and I really like yes. that I get to explore a water in that much detail. Uh, it's just that the, the like the show is too short and the editing is just a little bit too choppy. And yeah, uh, I I I hundred percent agree with you. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And it's not just Amazon, though. Amazon is supremely guilty of this. This eight episode season miniseries bullshit is killing television. I hate it. I don't like it. I hated it with Obi-Wan. I hated it with all the Star Wars eight episode miniseries bullshit they did. Uh, I want a coherent, long, thought out story. Now, if you can tell a full story in eight episodes, great. 100% 
wonderful, good on you. But if someone says to you, I've got this story, I can do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do this, and they go, cool, make it happen in eight episodes. Fuck you. I'm sorry. I'm I'm saying it right now. I I See, that's that's why I like, like anime. Every anime, almost every anime that makes it to like TV show style production, guarantee twelve episodes. At, at the bare minimum. Now it's a lot easier, to be fair, to create the visual part of anime because you know it's drawn. Because all you have to do is draw it, right? Yeah. I mean, now the the voice acting part is. is I will different. I will die on this hill. It I is definitely easier hill. to draw an animated series than to shoot a television show. The, Eight-episode format well, of television. Well, maybe a better phrase would be it is more fail-proof because you're ah, drawing it. You don't have to worry about locations and shit. So it's more that is true. It, it is easy. less logistically a nightmare. Right. That I will a hundred percent give that to you. You are Kudos to the artist though, because I can't draw a stick figure with a ruler. <laughs> but. But yeah, no, I I agree. And um, episode so I, five, like, yeah. Go ahead, Danny. So I, I yeah. actually want to throw out really quick before you go because I he want wants to let to totally Andrew say agree something. with me right now. But I, Josh, I I do like you, and I do think that when a studio really heavy handedly says to someone, "You get this many episodes, tell your story uh, in that many episodes. Uh, otherwise, fuck you." That is very problematic. I completely agree. You're right. The one thing that I've actually really appreciated, and I'm not saying that this is an amazing company. I'm not saying that they're doing everything perfectly. Please do not hear that. Disney has actually said to all of their Star Wars shows and all of their Marvel shows, tell the story you want to tell. You get as many episodes as you want. And so the the Keno- the Obi Wan Kenobi show that you brought up, that was them deciding that that was the story that they wanted to tell in that many episodes, just like the Mandalorian and Hawkeye and you know a number of different things. And again, okay. I'm not okay. saying that they're a perfect company. I'm not. I'm absolutely not. There's a whole different other conversation. But I am saying that if you tell someone you get this ma- or you get as many episodes as you want, and you're story is eight episodes fucking go for it it's when the studio is really heavy-handed and tells you the number of episodes and the number of minutes that you get to tell your story that can be a big problem anyway i just wanted to put that out there i well, just wanted to say it out and loud we know for a fact that rafe said I want a two-hour premiere and 12 episodes like Correct. I, I don't know no, that no. that's the that's, exact that's, number that's, but yes, he straight up why... went to Amazon and said, "No, and that's a that's a perfectly yes. great distinction to make because where Disney said you have artistic license, tell the story you want to tell. You need eight mm-hmm. episodes, great. You need twelve episodes, mm-hmm. great. Do you? We will support that. Hey, example of a production company doing it right. And it, uh, granted, I'm not going to go into all the rest of the Disney stuff, but when it comes to yes. that particular <laughs> instance." Yeah, that's where it is. We we know that that did not happen with the Wheel of Time. Correct. We know Rafe and Team. Uh, what are we? What are they called? Team Showrunners. We got Team Jordan. The showrunner. Well, team it's showrunners? not. 
Yeah, it's not called a team. Whatever they, that we we you know what the writers showrunners. I'm making like in general what they were referred team to team writers room. And when they said straight up, Amazon, we want this. <laughs> Amazon said no, you get eight, eight episodes. And they said yes. okay, what about this? And Amazon said eight one hour episodes. That's what you get. Yes. And, and it again, seems as though we're getting that in season uh, two as well. I think yes. they're going to have to push for more episodes as the series gets denser. Because we're so after book three, four, we start getting into like some really dense parts of the story. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that they at least expand to 10 episode seasons, at least. Well, and again, um, this is the one if other they thing. they survive that, that long. Yeah, I this is the one. Based off of the trailer for two, I think they will, but. Look, season one is off of a very intense IP that is 14 slash 15 books long. I absolutely appreciate and understand that Rafe wanting to do it right, or at least from all accounts that I can see, I am convinced that he would like to do it right, said, I need this number of episodes to do the first season. And Amazon said... We are not willing to give that to you because this is already a lot of money that we're putting into this production. Now, again, as a Wheel of Time fan and as someone knowing how much money Amazon has and understanding how much production costs and, you know, all of these different things, I am standing here being like, hey, Amazon, stop it. Well, Amazon also especially knew that they were pursuing willing, the Lord of the Rings IP. That so. and that's what I was about to say. Like they knew, especially Did given Rave that know? you have Probably so not. much money to another production. Stop it! Get some help. Yeah, we're gonna give but the Will of Time the most money. Time, I do understand <laughs> the idea behind this is the first season with the first episodes of a show that no one. That, that does not have a track record yet. Okay, okay, okay. But, and and maybe I'm wrong. Once I'm not they an have Amazon proven exec. themselves, I think they're going to get more money, more shows, more time, all of it. But again, we have to let them get there. And I'm not saying that that means that you have to I love the show. Because there is no it, merch. Like, with its all, what all merch? Its That's why I said it won't be coming from merch. There's reasons for that, and uh, there's reasons. All for that kind of fun stuff. Anyway, but, um, anyway, anyway, I'm gonna get off my soapbox so, now. You guys are great. As as we're as we're coming here to uh, to the wrap it up yes. point uh, of the show, because uh, well, it's just our natural wrap it up point, and we don't want to take up everybody's time for all of Tuesday night. Um, favorite episode, least favorite episode uh, from the TV series uh, there, Nathaniel. And if different from the episodes, or even within the episodes, favorite scene, worst scene? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so if that was not I, implied or imperative, this is going to have spoilers through season one, which I, the, I'm guessing you are already yeah. aware of and whatnot, but just to say it out loud one more time. I think my, my favorite episode is probably going to be either four or five. Um it's it's hard to, I mean, four four had a a really um, well, it, it, I think emotionally it was a pretty solid climax. Um, there were some kind of weird things about that that final scene and the battle in the forest. Um, 
but I, I think that you know the the scene the scene at the very end of that episode with Nynaeve was quite well done, um, and I, I liked I liked the slow build up, um, and then episode five I already talked about I liked the um, I liked how it was it was calmer than the other episodes it felt like we were focusing we were like settling down a little bit more um, getting to focus more on the characters even if we sort of sidelined the main characters. Um, just taking that episode by itself, I liked it, even though it doesn't necessarily fit into the broader season. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be probably one of those. Um, my least favorites. I mean, uh, it 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 would have to be episode eight. Um, yes. <laughs> there is a right answer which for the worst. I there there is. Yeah. Favorite. I mean, obviously, episode eight had like horrible production issues, yes. um, but then there were just episode eight is kind of also where they they sort of uh, what's the phrase I'm looking for? They jumped the hook uh, with regards to like the book continuity, um, or they they jumped ship on book continuity. Um, jump and the that's, shark. Whatever. Yeah. No, whatever jump the is. shark is not the same thing. Jump the shark <laughs> I mean, is putting I don't know the cart you, before the okay, horse. But they kind of did. I, I'm I not saying they didn't. I'm just saying he was saying that the they ocean. were jumping from book content, not jumping the shark. I, I, I Those think are the two different things. Like, jump the rails or fall off the rails, kind of some combination, like train things, the rails. Yeah. something like that. I don't know. Whatever it is, um, we know what you're talking about. Nathaniel. Yes. If there's anything we're known for on this show, it's accurate English. Period. Yeah. We we are wrong once. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Continue, man. <laughs> But yeah, I think I think episode eight was sort of where I became less excited about the future of the show, um, sure. because I kind of had this realization that um, maybe the show wasn't made for me. Uh, like this is going to be like its own thing, and like I, I going off that episode, and it, there were plenty of earlier scenes that made me feel this way, but this episode especially, it made me feel like it it was really hard to imagine uh, my favorite scenes from the books having the same impact in this version, in this retelling, um, based on the direction the story is going. And um, I just like, I, I wasn't sure if I was willing to completely uh, have enough faith in the showrunners. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll, they'll completely come back to uh, the continuity in season two, or maybe they they'll- I don't I think so. Guarantee that they will. Not. I don't think so. Um, and so, I yeah. The ball so now, and it now says, all indications say no. Yeah. <laughs> and so now I'm kind of like, um, you know, this is going to be a sort of, it's going to be a different show with like some wheel of time elements, um, a lot of a lot of wheel of time elements, but it's going to be like its own Thank sort of you. story, um, which is like. You know, if they do something great, then that that could be really cool. But it's not like uh, it's it wasn't the show wasn't necessarily made for me, and so I'm I'm like sure. I'm less excited about it um, than I would be as somebody who was like a huge fan of the books and was thinking that this was going to be an, an adaptation of that. Um, and I just I you like I have a hard time imagining uh, the last battle. Um, I think a lot of a lot of um, my excitement for the future of the series when I was reading it came down to like, is the last battle going to be good or not? And it was great. Um, in this show, it's like, are, is the last battle is it is okay. like this build up going to be worth it? Um, and I like, it's hard for me to imagine in this format with the way that things are going that the last battle is going to be like 
as epic as it needs to be. And so I just, again, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not as excited I will, as I was. I'm gonna put, I, will, Amen. I will say three Amen. things on that. Amen. Um, the, the first being uh, absolute same. Um, and I've had conversations with a couple different folks and we've talked about it, about how season two goes, which we still don't know how the first couple episodes, especially will go. We'll set the tone as to whether or not season three is the last we ever see, or if, you know, things are moving uh, up from here. Um, but see the trailer for season two, the, uh, the teaser trailer has drastically, elevated my hopes for season two um because when i watched when i when i go back and i watch the season one trailer uh and i think will the time like now it still feels with the time but not as much when i watch the season two trailer there's a lot of it that still very much feels wheel of time there's there's parts obviously that, that don't um uh one more so because i'm mad that i was wrong about what it is uh, <laughs> i thought it was a flaming sword, not a flaming sword. And if you know, you know what I mean. Um, one of those I, things is with the power, and one of those things requires a prescription. <laughs> An anointment, and it's really awkward. Anyway, um, but there, there's two things that I keep that, uh, that wind up sticking in my mind about thinking about the TV show. And the first one was the the kind of warning or framing that Brandon Sanderson gave about the TV show when he was asked, "What yes. would you advise to viewers?" And he's like, he's like, think of it as several, like two, three turning entire turnings of the wheel after what we read. And I think that was a very apt way to describe it. I mean, there there is the implicit knowledge of an adaptation isn't a scene for scene remake. Things have to be changed to fit within production constraints. Yes. Um, but that was that. Um, but I will say the most jarring statement for me that kind of made me go like, what? Really? Uh, was Rafe's statement about, we did not make this series for book fans. Um, and I get what he meant. Did it hurt a little? Yeah. Yeah. No, it hurt. Rafe, you, 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 you poked my heart a little. And not in the good way, but, um, but it was like you know every once in a while in life, whenever you're doing different things, you get a stark reminder that what you think things are isn't how they are, and you have to adapt to that. And that's that's what rave statement was. If you come into this expecting to see the scenes that you visualize from the books, shot for shot remake, you're going to be disappointed and you're going to hate it. Yes. So if you can put yourself uh, in the frame of mind that this is like a similar story, but not the story, um, then it becomes a lot easier. And it's definitely not something I go with because, or it's hard for me because I'm a massive fan of how book one ends. I love the book one ending. Like, I, I love it. I also love it. And then I watched episode eight and I was like, the fuck? What Why? the fuck? Exactly. Now, there, there are things that they were going to do differently that makes yeah. it less. What the fucky? But we give uh, them there's still plenty of it where I'm just like, why? Like, we give them a pass because of COVID, and because no, you give them a pass. I give them a pass. I don't I give, give them a pass. I'm like, we, I, I give I them a pass on behalf the of you, release. sir. No, Daniel. 
What are you? I, I feel like this is our final thoughts. Yeah, these, these are pretty much like final thoughts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I I would probably throw out there that again, I stares in Gowron. I appreciate everything that Andrew just said, and there are absolutely pieces of which I agree a hundred percent. But it was actually interesting because I had a different take on the comment that Rafe made. Wait, you because it didn't actually. No, 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 I don't disagree with him. Oh, I have good. a different take because I felt the same feelings. That's I felt the same the feelings that Andrew was talking about. I did. I absolutely saw those. I felt them. They were in my heart. But on the other hand, I also realized one of the things that I actually really appreciated about Game of Thrones is the fact that there were a lot of people that I knew who read the books who were standing around being like, this show is really cool, partially because I have no idea what's going to happen. And that is actually my take about the Wheel of Time. Look, I love the books. We will always have the books. And the books in my imagination go a certain way. Was I expecting more of that in the TV show? Sure. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to be an asshole about it and be like, no, I wasn't. No, I absolutely was hoping for and expecting a little bit more of my headcanon. Sure. In the show. Now, is that necessary to me? No, because you're a bit of an asshole. If your headcanon is the only TV show that you would accept. Now, again, oh. it being oh. so far like, off your headcanon to be a problem, I can also respect that. I'm not saying that it had, like, if you're saying, oh, it didn't follow my headcanon, I don't like the show, bring other receipts is really what I'm saying. Because your headcanon was probably never the show that was going to happen. Just like I absolutely appreciate that my headcanon was probably never what was ever going to happen in the show because we have different headcanons. No. <laughs> right? Exactly. What? And for every million people who wrote the book or who read the Daniel. book, there's a million different headcanons. Daniel, That's you and I are cis-het white guys. How can we have different thoughts? Anyway, my point is... One of the things I'm sorry, that I'm actually very excited. Much? Yeah, you kind of are. <laughs> but I, I love want you very much. Stupid it is. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, but my point is that there are absolutely pieces of the show that I would have done different if I was in Rafe's position. There are absolutely pieces of the show that I would have done different if I was an Amazon exec in the Amazon Studios uh, boardroom making the decisions. That is never not going to be true. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate anyone and everyone who says that that is true about the way that they see the, the show. That being said, I'm also really excited to see what they do with it. Because when it comes right down to it, as long as they have the right spirit, and I feel like season one was not completely off, there were differences, there were changes, there were changes in both character and spirit. There were differences in scenes and spirit and all of that. Completely agree. I'm not trying to tell anybody they're wrong. I feel like they kept the spirit enough for me to still continue to be very excited about how they are going to continue the show and what they do with it. Now, if that does not change your opinion, that is absolutely fine. 
I'm not here to change your opinion about the show. If that does change your opinion and you are now a little bit more excited about it, that's awesome. I am glad to have helped. <laughs> I I will say this, and, and thank you for that. I will say this. Am I 100% excited about the changes in the TV show from the books? No. I'm not 100% excited about it. Uh, do I feel like the TV show adaptation is at the same level as the Peter Jackson adaptation to the Lord of the Rings movies? No. I do not feel it is at the same uh, quality. Okay? Now, having said that, one, I recognize that one of our biggest limiting factors is Amazon saying to us, you may only have eight episodes, no more, no less, period, end of story. So Rafe and Sarah and all of the showrunners who have this stupidly enormous task of adapting a 15-book series full of introspect, and thought and emotion into a TV medium of eight episodes for eight seasons, it's it, it's going to be a completely different story. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. It, it cannot be the same story we read in that format. Period. End of story. There's no chance of that. I've said repeatedly... If season two is the same quality as season one, we will not get more Wheel of Time. Now, I'm hopeful. We'll I'm hopeful for season two. The trailer has come out. The trailer looks amazing. We do have colors in the weaves. We do have colors in the shots. We have improvements upon the, the the filming itself and i go back to my initial response of hey guess what tv shows are the way they are and guess what season one generally speaking not the greatest season also true i mean game of thrones didn't even start getting traction until season what three I want to say it was like season three. Correct. Daniel is confirming season three. I never watched Game of Thrones. So. That's entirely okay. I did. And I did a rewatch and I stopped where they also should have stopped about halfway through <laughs> about two, episodes, two, three episodes into season seven. I will say this. But, I will say this. I'm excited. Ahead, I'm excited for season two. I remain cautiously optimistic. Uh, we will be hosting a season two watch party at the gathering madness, October 15th season one. Of this year in Pleasant season one Utah. watch party. If oh, you know, cannot no, attend, if you cannot attend, it will be live virtually. Right. If you cannot attend physically, we'll you mentioned season two and I immediately went into like some kind of panic mode of like, yep, we no, can't I guarantee heard. that it's not <laughs> out yet. But then I'm like, wait, October no. is after September 1st. August, September, October, okay. November. Yeah, boy. Okay. Uh, I'd rather us under than over promise. I'm ex so. uh, overall, overall, I'm excited for season two. I feel like I feel like I'm reading the books for the first time because I don't know what's going to happen. 
Mm-hmm. So, let's, be sure to tune wanna, in to our YouTube channel. I want to grab this as a. I want to grab this as a uh, as another final thought from Nathaniel because I feel like we've led into it well with the season two trailer out uh, and what information we have about it. Are you excited for season two? Uh, do you think it's going to be better than season one off of the limited, heavily limited information we have? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, 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 I would say I'm excited, although I am less excited than I was for season one. Um, sure. But I am still excited, and uh, I think there's a very good chance that it could be better. Um, you know, we don't have the we don't have the mm-hmm. production uh, chaos, and it looks like you know you mentioned colored weaves. Like we we get stuff like that in the trailer, and that's a really good sign. Um, with regards to what I was saying earlier about uh, this this show being like a a different sort of story with Wheel of Time mm-hmm. elements, like. I don't think um, when it, when it comes to adapting books to a different format, to a visual format, I really don't think it's a bad thing to completely change the story because there are a lot of fantastic book adaptations that just completely butcher the original book. Um, I think it, uh, the much more relevant factor is like the, the competence of the writers and the editors and just every, all the elements that go into a production. Um, sure. And that, that, that can be a lot if you're, um, and so. Absolutely. Part of the reason I'm maybe not as not as excited for season two is because um, you know I, I'm worried that the episodes are going to be maybe cut down a lot um, that it will be difficult for like the vision of the books to to kind of shine through. Uh, I for some reason I'm like really picky about editing um, and the editing in season one was one of the things that annoyed me the most about it. There was just like. Um, there were too many scenes that didn't linger long enough. And uh, it, it was like, it was, it had like a weird flow to it. It had an awkwardness that it was hard to kind of get past. And I kept thinking I was going to get past it's, it. In it's the next a episode, pacing but it issue, right? Yeah. There's, like, there's a lot of weird stuff with the pacing. And I think it's season... all over the place. Yeah. And if season two can fix that, then like, that's, that's going to be one of the most important things for me. Um, it, even if they completely change the story, you know, um, they can still do it well if they, you know, if they get the pacing right and if they start to focus more on um, the character arcs that need to be happening um, instead of like, uh, you know, we have this, we have this like whole, who is the dragon reborn mystery out of the way. So like maybe that that's gone. We can actually start to like focus on the, the characters um, a bit more. Now we can focus so, on fail. Good, in this, in okay. Good, good <laughs> point though, because Rand doesn't, actually declare himself until the end of book three now we know it halfway through book one we know it all the way through book two but he doesn't actually say i am the dragon reborn until the end of book three like but we'll see we'll see what they do with season two um i'm i'm excited for it Uh, i think most people that we're excited for season one, a fair portion at least are still excited for season two. Um, and I do think season two will be the follow on tone setting season. If season two shows market improvement over season one, now that the production issues uh, like COVID and stuff are mostly out of the way, um, we'll see how it goes. And uh, so far from what I've seen the previews, uh, especially regarding a very specific character, I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, we'll be talking about that later on at some point, hopefully this week. But 
once again, if you would please, Nathaniel, tell everybody uh, who you are on YouTube and where they can find you besides clicking the link in the description below this video. Yeah, I'm I'm generic entertainment. Which everyone um, should do. Sorry. Not uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can be found at the handle at generically entertaining on YouTube. Um, go and go and check that out and subscribe if you want to. Um, and yeah. Thank you. No, no, no. Not if you want to. Go and do it right now. By order of the Sword of on the Hail. Right now. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to use compulsion or anything. but I'm you, not using you know. compulsion. I'm giving them a direct order. Stop what you're doing right now. Okay. Pause the video. <laughs> Click the link. Wait, if they close the video, how are they going to listen to what you're saying now? Oh, shit. That's a good point. The madness has him. <laughs> Go over. Probably, you should probably ignore me because I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, go over and give Generic Entertainment a follow. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, comment on all the videos with your positivity. Like all the videos. Help the algorithm because uh, every video I've watched definitely deserves more views than it has. And it's a nice breadth and uh, variety in terms of the subjects. It's not just Wheel of Time. Uh, you get all kinds of fantasy book related stuff. So all you Sander fans out there, there's plenty of Brandon Sanderson um, Brando on Nathaniel's channel. So go and check it out. Thank you so much uh, for agreeing to come on and chat with us about this. Um, yeah, of course. Hopefully uh, hopefully it was fun, as much fun for you as it was for us. Um, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you so oh, much. I'm glad you on. enjoyed it. Hell yeah. Um, but for those of us here at the Black Tower Podcast, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up now and go get the Sorvon Mahel his wine. He's clearly you have married. wine for me? Yeah, we do. It's very special. I wine. love wine. In its own so marked good. barrel in the dungeons. Once it gets <laughs> um, past your lips. Yeah. <laughs> I have been Andrew. Your your bye, Jean Mahale. Your turn, Josh. I have been Josh. You can do it. Your Sauron Mahale. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for being the best light blasted listeners. Of all times, thank you to Nathaniel uh, from Generic Entertainment. Uh, we have uh, supremely appreciated having you on the show tonight. Everybody, okay, for real. I know I was joking about it earlier, but for real, go down to the description below. Get the link for his YouTube channel. Click on it. Click subscribe. Super great videos. If you like uh, Put that notification bell. Like, that's it. That's it. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to us yet, you absolutely should. Duh. Um, we hope that you've appreciated this show. We hope you've uh, loved this show. We hope that uh, you have uh, appreciated this weekly dose of madness. And wherever you are, we hope that you leave here just a little bit more insane than you were when you first started. And uh, thank you. I am Josh. Your Sorovan Mahale. And I am your Amon Khan Mahale, Daniel. Thank you again, Nathaniel. Thank you again, Patreons. Thank you again, listeners slash watchers. Uh, we want to give a big shout out to all of you and uh, wine Josh shortly. If you don't see him on the next episode, you know exactly what <laughs>
But again, we hope that as long as you're not Josh, you're having a wonderful morning. And in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Ha, 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 ha.